Hey, everybody, welcome to Secrets of the Happy Soul conversation about the book. This is kind of our little book club, our little happy soul talk, whatever you want to call it. This is episode five, but we are talking today about secret number four. And we're glad to be here with you. Hey, how are you today, Katie? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, the secret of the happy soul number four is the happy soul is dependent on God's provision. Okay. Dependent on God's provision. So I loved this one. I'm so excited to chat with you about it. You gave such great illustrations in this like section of the book, Katie. So I'm very Those excited. Are all from the Lord. Those are um, the things that I like. Uh, a nail biter type of thing. Like, I don't know. I want to, I want to tell this truth. I want to, you know, teach this truth from the Bible, but I need an illustration. And then, then they just come to me. It's really, it's just God. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not good at him naturally, but he does. He, he keeps providing them. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> Well, one of the very first things you say in this section, I'm going to read this quote from you. When our roots are deep down of his presence, we experience we experience an abundant, prosperous, happy soul life that is independent of circumstances. <sighs> Everybody just take a deep breath right there. <laughs> so I loved it. When our roots are deep down in the streams of his presence. And of course, this reminds me of Psalm one, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much, which, you know, we keep going back to um, Psalm one in the book, but um, you spend a lot of time talking about the tree and its roots. So Mm -hmm. let's just talk about that a little bit. And I would love to talk about maybe even some practical ways in our lives where we've seen maybe our roots weren't growing down as deep. So mm-hmm. give us the illustration of the tree first. Uh, which one? The, just the, 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 the trees that were, or? yeah. What? Remember the trees that were planted um, and they had the, that kind of soil that prevented the roots from going. Yeah. Perma- yeah. Yeah. Perma-frost. Um, yeah. So those are beautiful trees and they looked like adults, but they actually weren't. They were little baby trees. And the lady that I was with, um, who was showing me around town, um, I almost didn't notice them at first, you know, cause it was just this big clump of trees, but towards the front, you know, closer to us in the foreground, there were these little baby trees. And she said that those are, uh, they will never get any bigger than that because their roots can't get past this frozen soil. And that mm. soil never, it, it's like, it because it's so cold up there, it never fully thaws out. And so it's just like trying to put your roots down into stone. <laughs> uh, and so it's, yeah. it's, it, I think there's so many, so many parallels to the, the plant world and our spiritual life yeah. when it comes to the roots, because we all know that totally. if the roots, if they get soggy, they die. If they dry out, they die. It's just, it, it has to be mm-hmm. in this, this not perfect environment, but there's a, a, a range of too much water versus not enough water. And then you've got, you know, all of the nutrients and everything, but that (laughs) that soil is so important. And so that's, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's our environment too. What are we putting ourselves around? What are our roots going? Our roots are going somewhere if they're growing, but sometimes we can be growing our roots in our achievement or, our appearance Mm. or our safety or our, you know, fill in the blank. We try to try to wrap our little roots around something that's going to give us security. And really it's choking us to death. If it's anything besides the word of God. 
Yeah, I thought about the trees here in Florida. Um, we have these certain kind of trees, and I, I should know what they are, but I don't. Um, I, I think they're they're not live oaks, but they're um, a different kind of an of an oak. And because it rains so much here in Florida, the the water, you know, the precipitation is is very shallow. It's on the ground the the ground level. I mean, it's just right there on the top. So the roots, in order for these trees to get water, they don't have to grow deep because it's just right there. Mm -hmm. And so you will see when the winds come, the hurricane winds come, these trees fall over and their entire root system, it, it looks like it's carpet. Mm -hmm. It looks like the grass looks like carpet. And they're just these little puny roots underneath the grass. And they, these huge trees and they completely fall over because the roots are not deep, deeply planted because they just don't have to go deep to look for the water and no anchoring, you know, right. There's no, yeah, there's no, anchoring. yeah. And I, I just think of how important it is for us to really grow our roots deep. And we're going to talk about some practical ways to do that in just a minute, but mm -hmm. I wonder, even as you're reading or listening to us talk, if you are thinking about your own root system and mm -hmm. is it deep or is it shallow? Mm -hmm. If uh, if the winds come and they will, and they are mm -hmm. <laughs> coming, will you fall over like that tree that's just sitting on top of the grass carpet mm -hmm. or will you stay rooted deep? Yeah. These are things I thought about, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And yeah, definitely. One thing that like one evaluator we can think about is like even going to church or being around, being around our Christian family, yeah. right? That there are times right. where when I seek out that community, when I show up on Sunday morning or at a Bible study or whatever, there's so many times that I'm showing up for appearances sake. I'm mm -hmm. showing up to show off my leaves. I'm not showing up to grow my roots. And so yeah. I think that that's, it's, we've got to pay attention to our motivation and that's why it's yeah. all about God's word and God's presence. Because I mean, I am all about the do's and don'ts, you know, like I'm all about them in the way, in, in mm. the fact that it's God's way. We've talked about that God's way. We need to follow it. There is fruit that comes. Mm. There's blessing that comes. It is why we exist to be more like God and the do's and the don'ts in Bible in the Bible help us be more like Christ. But if we just focus on that, then it's like we're just trying to create a show for everyone so they can see how godly we are instead of yeah. actually being with God. And when our focus and our desire and our goal is to know God better and to be with him the natural result is that we, we have a show, you know, that we have, when I mean a show, I mean the pretty leaves and the, the pretty flowers and, and all of that, that, that are signs of life in a plant that comes yeah. from being deeply rooted. And then when the storms come, there's another proof. Are we going to be toppled over or are we going to be resilient? And are we going to stay put because we're so deeply rooted in who God is? And so it's, yeah. On the outside, it may look the same. And from moment to moment, one day we might be doing something for appearances sake. One day, we, the next moment we're doing it because we just desperately want to be with God. And so I think yeah. it's just even this something we, we need to be aware of and, and a, like a check, a constant check of why am I doing mm -hmm. what I'm doing? 
Am I doing it because yeah. so-and-so is going to get upset if I don't? Am I doing this because I want everybody to look, look well, look at me and go, wow. Or am I doing this because I want to be obedient because I want to be with God? It's just, right. it, it flips everything upside down. And I think sometimes too, guys, we, we worry that, you know, well, let me put it this way. When we go to church, sometimes we don't feel like it. Like we go because we know we're supposed to, and we don't feel like being there. And that's a different situation. You know, like, I think, I think what we're talking about here is constant and consistent uh, motivation behind what we do. And um, if we're going to church because we love God, even when we don't feel like going, that's, that's where, that's okay. Yeah. Um, we're not going to church to, to be seen or to, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying go to church because that was one of the illustrations, right. but the things that we do, you know, it, it's not about looking good. Mm -hmm. It's about having real connection and deep, deep roots. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you talk about the ficus tree that was in the corner of your um, mm -hmm. little uh, porch <laughs> in the back <laughs> and how you didn't even know it was fake. And that's such a, that really illustrates the point here that, mm -hmm. um, you know, just because you're in the place where you need to be and you look the way you're supposed to look and even amongst the other live plants and mm -hmm. you, you know, you could still not be the real thing. And I, thought that was such a great illustration. Um, okay. Something that you said here is that um, true faith equals true fruit. And that's what happy souls do. They produce true fruit. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about the fruit that we produce. Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked about this on previous episodes already, but I love thinking about the fruit of a happy soul. Uh, what are some things that come to your mind, Katie, when you think of the fruit of a happy soul? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, it's absolutely fruit of the spirit, you know, that the, the, yeah. then the, the peace that passes understanding there's overlap there, the fruit of the spirit, but then also the, the peace that we get in God's presence. Uh, I think it is joy and happiness, delight, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, think about the times I'm assuming everybody's been in this place, you know, where you are just super duper discontent with life. Yeah. I mean, just something's happened and it's just, it poisons our ability to see the good things in our life. And then we get better, we heal and you know, a year back, we can look back at ourselves and go, why was I, why was I like that? I couldn't see what was right in front of me that I have healthy kids and, and, a, and a good marriage and, you know, whatever it is, like there's this one thing that's going yeah. bad and it, it, then it's like everything else in our life stinks too. And I think that the fruit, so that's showing bad fruit, right? That's showing that this discontentment, it's showing this, this um, inability to, to, to see what's right in front of us. And I think that's a fruit mm -hmm. too, you know, just really that thankfulness, that yeah. gratitude, that ability to go, okay, mm -hmm. this piece is not going the way I want it to, but look at all that God has given me. So that contentment yeah. for sure is, is fruit. Um, and it, and yeah, it goes along with that resiliency that we're talking about in this chapter, that even though yeah. this thing is not going the way I want it to, or this thing is really painful and hard and it hurts and I'm going to cry and I'm going to be mad and I'm going to, you know, let those, like, I don't think we have yeah. to stuff down our emotions, 
but right. let's get them out. But then we tell our emotions what to think, what to feel. We yeah. tell ourselves that's that fruit of that self preaching and that choosing to we've heard all the time, choose joy, right? Well, choose, yes, choose yeah. joy and be happy about it. You know, like it's, we can choose yeah. joy and, and have that contentment and regardless of what's going on in our circumstances. Yeah. Well, you mentioned resilience and you start off this section by talking about a really, really difficult time in your life when you lost your younger brother to a drug overdose. And man, I was hanging on every word because I think that when we see people happy in life or maybe living in a happy place or whatever, we don't, we don't really know. I mean, we really don't know what they have gone through and, and the things that they've endured. And so when someone writes or talks about these kinds of things, like you did, Katie, I lean in because I want to hear what you're going to say about it because, because we know you've experienced it. And so Will you tell me a little more about that that um, experience when you lost your brother and then how you found the strength to be resilient mm -hmm. um, and, and come out of that? Yeah, I, I don't think I shared this in the book, but when when he passed away, I was on a speaking trip. I was in Texas and it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, which I don't usually do, but whatever reason I did, I did for that one. And. Uh, so he died early on a Sunday morning, like 4 a.m. We think we don't know. Um, but on I can't I think it was that last sat Sunday morning talk. And I was talking about some I was teaching on some of these things, you know, just that if <laughs> talking about our view of God and how important our view of God is and that our mm. um, our. I we talked about this gold standard, right? You know, that the gold standard yeah. of our, our true relationship with God, our, our spiritual maturity is not what we look like on the outside, but the true measure of spiritual growth is how accurate and how big our view of God is. And so I was talking on that. And, and yeah. I remember making this statement, like, if you haven't gone through the fire yet, you will. And what, yeah. what are you, it, I can't remember the exact, I remember the moment, I can't remember my exact words, but something to that effect, like, like mm -hmm. if you've been through trouble, you know, this, this is so important. If you haven't been through trouble yet, you're, you're going to, you're going to hit this. You're going to hit this time yeah. where you doubt the character of God and you've got to choose to believe that everything that you've learned about God is true. And I remember it was like, as those words were coming out of my mouth, it was like, well, it's the evil one. He's constantly doing that when I'm teaching. And I think he does it for each of us when we're in spiritual conversations with people. He starts saying, well, who are you to say that? You haven't really gone through anything bad. Yeah. You know, you've lost your grandma, but you you haven't gone through anything really bad. Your marriage is good. Your kids are healthy. You know, he's like, he's throwing that at me. Like, who are you to say this? You don't know that you would even do it <laughs> because you haven't been wow. tested yet. And I remember hearing that Yeah, wow. and, and just like, mm. then it has to cast doubt. Like, well, maybe I would, maybe I would run away from God if something bad happened. And I mean, literally at that point, it had already happened, right? This, this yeah. horrible thing in my life had already happened. And so, you know, it was horrible. It still is horrible. It still is hard, but here's what yeah. I know. I know that if that had happened to me 10 years, definitely 20 years before, 
um, for sure 20 years, I'm not sure how I would have responded to it. And that's mm. not about, oh, Katie, you're so strong. Katie, why you're just a super spiritual person. It's because I've been in the word and because God's my view of who God is right now versus 20 years ago is so different. It is yeah. so much bigger, so much more powerful, so much more accurate than it was 20 years ago. And so yeah. I, I think that that's that resiliency. It's about us believing better, which we've talked about. And then like, not just in like academic, like, yes, this is what God says is true about him, but that we believe it right. in heart level. We believe yeah. that no matter what comes my way or what's going on right now, God is still good. God is still faithful. And I've, I've just had to choose to believe that. I don't understand why. I don't understand the when, but I do know that God yeah. is good. And I do know that God loved my brother. <clears throat> I do know that he is merciful. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's hard. And I mean, we could talk about, we could go into some deeper things there, but that's. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where you have to know because it, it seems on the outside, like, the things that we know to be true are not true. Mm -hmm. And so that's where faith comes in right. because we cling to the things that we know to be true, even though life is hard and doesn't make sense and bad things happen mm -hmm. to good people and all of those things. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what you wrote in the book was I'm driven by um, what I know to be true of God instead of by feelings mm -hmm. or by emotion and all of that. And you listed these three things. God is all knowing. He is all loving and he is in control. And I, guys, if there is ever a time that we need to be reminded of these truths, it's right now. And God is, and he is above our circumstances. He is completely above and beyond our circumstances. And so just to be reminded of truth and to anchor, have our faith anchored in that truth is mm -hmm. what will keep us going and help us to bounce back in the hard times. And, yeah. um, you know, I have to say this too, Katie, I was thinking as I was reading your story about your brother, I think all of us have experiences that have been hard. You know, we all do look back on them. We can wallow in them. And, and I'm not saying don't mourn or, or don't um, experience lament. You talk about that in the book. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. But when things get hard in the world, as Christians, we need to be the first ones to step up to the plate and say, but mm -hmm. I have been delivered from that, or I have been delivered from fear, or I have been delivered and God has walked with me through the hard things. So I know he will again. And so so it was a little side piece, but I've been thinking about it since I read your words mm -hmm. about your brother and, and just how that's what we do obediently is we take the hard things and we share them with each other so that we can minister to each other. Yeah. I think when we think about our roots and we think about our circumstances, so where, where we're developing our roots, where we're feeding off of, so to speak, um, that's going to shape our viewpoint. So if we're yeah. feeding off of news cycles and what people are saying and the what ifs, and we need to pay attention to those things, 
But when we're feeding off of that, that is going to shape how we view our circumstances. And so Mm -hmm. if what we're feeding on is a news cycle that's full of fear and dread and, you know, fill in the blank, or if we're feeding on relationships that are negative and gossip and, you know, that, that, Mm -hmm. that's what we're feeding off of. Cause there's something in us. I think we can all be honest. There's something in us. Like when it comes to gossip, I think there's something in us. that's like, Ooh, I want to hear, I want to hear, you know, like there is this something <laughs> in us that's like feeds off of that is women. It's so bad. And we almost don't even realize we're doing it until it's done. And we get mm-hmm. feeling like, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? There's yeah. something in us that just longs for that information or that being inside or, or whatever. So fill in the yeah. blank with our, if whether it's control or being informed or, you know, if it's grief and it's, it's loss and it's so hard because you, you need to grieve. We need to grieve. We need to allow for our emotions to be angry, to be sad, to feel lost, all of that. I believe yeah. God's given us those emotions. He's made us an emotional being. Now our emotions are broken and they are, are, uh, susceptible to the fall. And so therefore they're no longer naturally guided by who God is. And that's the work yeah. that we have to do is pay attention to what are we feeding on? Are we feeding on other people? Are we feeding on a news cycle? Are we feeding on our grief or are we feeding mm-hmm. on the truth of God's word, which is you know, the bread of life, Christ, right? Is that what we're feeding on? And when we feed on that, that is going to shape how we view our circumstances and how we respond to our circumstances. And it's constant. Yeah. It's constant. Yeah. um, I think that's so good. And so um, just affirming, you know, that we need to grow those roots deep. So I don't have my iPad in front of me. I still have my book on the iPad, but you have, will you flip to the um, spots where you talk about practical ways of growing our roots deep. I thought this was so good Mm -hmm. because we can say, grow your roots deep, grow your roots deep. But Uh, sometimes we just need to say, okay, I'm I'm in, I'll do that. mm -hmm. How do I do it? You know? Yeah. And so I love that you gave us some really practical ways. So let's, let's kind of talk about them together. Yeah. So keep your confidence in the capability of the father. And that goes back to everything we talked about so far in the book. We can't have confidence in the capability of a father that we don't know. So we start with knowing God better, but then we keep our confidence in that, not in, you know, the government, not in our relationships, not in our bank account. We keep our confidence in the capability of God alone. Um, The next one is keep your steps in sync with the spirit. Um, And I that's good. I mean, that let's let's talk about that one really quick, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, keep your steps in sync with the spirit. Give us an example of, of when maybe we would be tempted not to do that. Maybe even what you were just talking about, the gossip kind Mm -hmm. of situation, you know, um, is that the one that you're thinking of? Um, yeah, we can, I was looking at what, uh, I couldn't remember if I used the chocolate milk illustration in here or not, but no, I did this sweet tea, sweet tea illustration. Yeah. Sweet tea. So keeping in step with the spirit, um, you know, God's word tells us to do that. Keep in step with the spirit. Uh, Don't quench the Holy Spirit. So it's this this picture. And and I think we talked about this last week, right? That God's spirit is always shown as a um, as a flame or maybe it was a different thing I was doing. I can't remember. I've been on so many videos. lately. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't think I I mean, God's spirit is continually depicted in God's word 
as a flame or a fire. And so it is something that yeah. is, is active and moving and, you know, all of that. And we talked about this, about the dance, right? We got to keep in step with the spirit. We got to dance with the Holy Spirit. And so that's the idea. And it's, it's understanding, again, this goes back to God's word, understanding what's the purpose of God's spirit, that he's our counselor, he's our guide. He, you know, there's, there's a good 20 different things that you can learn about the Holy Spirit. If you go, go look it up and just write out everything you learn about the Holy Spirit and why yeah. he given to us that he lives inside of us yeah. the very presence of god and so when we are keeping in step with the spirit we are inviting him to be a part of every every part of our lives and so mm. that's a lot of that moment by moment a lot of it has to do with confessing sin too we didn't really get into that mm -hmm. too much in the book but if we are in sin and we are constantly choosing disobedience it's just pushing mm -hmm. the spirit down in our life. It's just saying, nope, I don't need you. Go away, yeah. <laughs> go away, go away. And we just keep pushing them down. <laughs> so I think that's like step number one with keeping in step with the spirit mm -hmm. is confessing sin when it comes to mind. Mm, Acknowledging that it yeah. is sinful and that we want to move away from it. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. I When I think of keeping in step with the spirit, the first thing that comes to my mind is keeping watch over my mouth. <laughs> mm -hmm. That that's mm -hmm. that's the struggle for me and so yeah. I know when I am being prompted to not say something <laughs> you're talking to me and I can choose in that for moment to obey period. or not obey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can. And yeah. when I choose to obey it's like I'm building a, a little foundation. I'm, I'm those roots are go just a little bit deeper because the next time I'm confronted with it, I remember I didn't give yeah. in last time. I don't have to give in this time. Yeah. And that's the practical way it works. And the roots grow deeper, deeper, deeper. Absolutely. And then we have, yeah, I don't believe, I believe that we have a hundred percent of the Holy spirit right now, but we are not mm -hmm. always utilizing a hundred percent of the spirit. And every time we, um, every time we take that obedient step, like you're talking about it, it we're it's like a, it's our power source, right? We're plugging yeah. in for, so maybe we're only plugged in for a second and then we pull it back out because we want to do our own way. But when we choose to shut our mouths, like you said, and we keep plugged in, then, you know, we have more of that power from it. It's, it's just positive feedback. The more we obey, right. the more he gives us power to obey. The more we rely on his grace, the more strength it gives us to rely on yeah. his grace. I mean, it just keeps going. Absolutely. So. That's right. I love it. Read um, some of the other practical things we can do to grow, grow our roots deep. Yeah. So we've got three. Keep your confidence in the capability of the Father. Keep your steps in sync with the Spirit and keep your eyes on the example of Christ. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, we can always remember, you know, as, as our example, Christ was obviously sinless perfectly. And although we mm -hmm. cannot be perfect, we can strive to be like him. And so, um, it, yeah, the Holy spirit empowers us to do that. Yeah. It's good. I'll read on page 181. Whatever you are going through, look to Jesus, whatever difficult relationships you're walking through, whether it's betrayal, a wounding or another type of hurt, look to Jesus. Yeah. Whatever situation has you tied in knots, anxious or severely afraid of the future. Look to Jesus. Mm. He has borne the pain inflicted by others. He has experienced incredibly stressful situations. 
He has been betrayed and ignored, forgotten and forsaken. He knows your pain. Through both his perfect example and powerful enabling to follow in his footsteps, he is the help you need. Amen. Amen. That is such a good and timely word, Katie. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, guys, that has been your episode five of Secrets of the Happy Soul. Uh, Happy Soul Talk. I love it. Glad you've joined us. Continue to join us next week. Read the next chapter of the book. We'll be talking next week about the secret number five. And so we look forward to seeing you back here again. Thanks, friends. All right. Bye.